we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. So grateful that you're here today. Thank you for joining us online. We're just expecting God to touch our hearts and our lives again. Tara's really excited, and she was, if you were, if you notice anything different about Tara, it's because she was really keeping things in line because her mom's here. So mama was here as she's sitting next to her, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, she, uh, I, I, I had a hidden agenda. I knew I was going away to the men's retreat, and I thought her mom would keep her home and, and away from Kohl's and Marshall's and all those other stores, and it worked. Plan worked, so we're grateful for that. But I'm glad that you're here today. And if you want to connect online with us, you can hit the connect button. Give us more information about yourself. We'll send you information about our church and a, a Starbucks gift card. And if you're here and, and it's your first time, you can fill out a connect card at your seat to turn it in, and we'll be sure to send you a Starbucks gift card as well. Of course, you can give anytime online, or if you're here, you can give when you're walking out. There's the giving boxes. We're so grateful. The Bible declares, freely we receive, freely give. And that's why we participate in that act of worship every week. And you can still do it online. We're grateful for that. Just a reminder for everybody, we have a clothing drive taking place. So I hope you're getting your boxes of winter clothes and going through your summer clothes going through the winter clothes, and you're ready to bring us bags of clothes. And Terry Border said, amen. <laughs> we want to be a blessing to those in need in our community, and also uh, items to send to our troops around the world. If you have any of those needs, or if you want to donate money, you can put that on your envelope, and put, uh, you can just put hope and friendship, and we'll be sure that those are, that money goes towards providing boxes, care boxes uh, around the world. And my understanding is, Tara, you've already started sending some already? Okay, November 7th. So we're still collecting items. And so you can bring in clothes, you can bring in items to give away in care packages. But this is just a wonderful time, a wonderful season to be a giver. And let's just participate in that. I wanted to pick up kind of where I left off last Sunday and also kind of just giving you a little insight into our men's retreat. It's kind of what I was doing last week. And uh, as I was finishing up, I realized there were some things I didn't get a chance to really share. So I thought I would just take this moment and kind of bring it all to a close. I want to share a scripture verse with you from John chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. You know that as last week I was sharing about the importance of your relationship with your earthly father. That there is a, a lot of influence that, you're ha- that you've had in your life, that you have in your life. But I believe no greater influence in your life today than your earthly father. And we know that that's a difficult situation for those who never had a father, or maybe they were abused by their father. And there's a lot of issues that go along with that. But we're grateful today that you can come to Christ. You can come to His truth. You can come to His word. You can come to His love. You can come into His arms and be loved by the perfect Father. But I was sharing with you the importance of understanding your relationship with your earthly father, so let me share these verses with you. From uh, John chapter 5, verse 19, it says, "Jesus." So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by Himself, 
He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will be truly astonished. I want you to know this morning that every one of us in this room is following a pattern. Everyone here, whether you agree with that statement or not, I'm going to tell you something. You are following a pattern right now. And all of us, the Bible declares, and I shared this scripture with you last week, that God formed us from the dust of the ground. That tells me and that should tell you that we are all pliable. We are like Play-Doh. We can be worked. And we are, from the moment we enter this world to the moment we leave, we are constantly being shaped. We're constantly being formed. And so today, you are who you are because you have been formed, that you've been, you've been worked, and you've been following a pattern in your life. And Jesus declared this, that he had a pattern that he was following, and the pattern that he was following, he was following his Father, God the Father, and he would follow him no matter what. He was going to listen to him, no matter what other people said to him. No matter what pressures came from his friends, he was declaring, I can only do what my father is doing. And so step one here this morning is to recognize that you're following some patterns in your life. And the realities are that sometimes we don't recognize or we don't take the time to recognize that some of the things that we're following are not good for us. And it's only in those moments where we get friction in our life in our relationships, in our homes, in your job, you have an argument with a co-worker. You, you get mad at your friend. And, and I hope in those moments, a light bulb would go on and you would think to yourself, hey, wait a minute. This is a bad pattern. Or this isn't a good way to respond to somebody. This isn't a good way to talk to somebody. I pray and I, and I believe that you're here today because you want more of the Lord, that you want to live a, a good life, that you want to be a person who blesses other people. And that's why you're here today. And in those moments that when you are acting up, when mama's not around, and you're not living up to what she's taught you, that you recognize, boy, there's something that needs to be worked in my life. So all of us here this morning, we're following a pattern. Now, the way God designed us and was for relationships. He created us to have a relationship. The Bible declares that we were created in the image of God. And the Bible says, and this is the word of the Lord, he's, the word of the Lord says, let us make man in our image. He was speaking of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it was in that image that we are created. And that image that we bear is an image of relationship. We desire relationship. We desire love. We desire to be cared for. That's why this coronavirus is, has been so hard. It's been so hard for me because we love to have physical contact. We love to hug each other. And we embrace that from one another. 
But something happened in the, in the garden. We know that Adam sinned. Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Adam and Eve listened to another pattern. Adam and Eve were listening to God, and guess what? Life was perfect. They didn't have any problems. The ground was perfect. They had no need uh, to pull weeds because everything was perfect because they were following God's pattern. And then all of a sudden, they were presented another pattern to follow. And they disobeyed God, and God warned them. He said, the, the day you stop following me, and you follow, and you disobey me, you're going to pay for it. And so Adam and Eve, they, they, even though they knew the truth, they disobeyed God, and they followed another pattern, and they were removed from God's presence. They were removed. They were punished. They could no longer be in the presence of God. So now we have a problem. You and I were created with relationship. And we learned that's from God Almighty. That's how we were created to know God. We were created to be loved by God. We were created to, to be cared for by God. God. God has created us so that you and I would experience His presence. If you read the Bible, that's what God was doing. He was coming to walk with Adam and Eve. He was coming to have fellowship with them. He was coming to love them and show them more patterns. He was coming to show them truth, life, love, peace, how to enjoy all that he has created for them. But when he came looking for them that day, he couldn't find them because they were hiding. And ever since then, you and I, we have this nature of ours that wants to hide. We don't want to come out. We want to we want to just stay to ourselves. We don't want to come into God's presence. We don't want to take time to know Him and to love Him and allow Him to love us. And and God, so God, you know, began a couple of plans. One of the plans is, is that He would give us a father, an earthly father. And it, it's the job of our earthly father to love us and to have relationship with us so that we would come to a place where we want to know God the Father. In a perfect situation, a, a, my job for Alexandra is to love her and to care for her and to show her who she is and what image she truly bears, that she doesn't have to listen to her friends or watch television to gain uh, affirmation in her life, but she can know God and she can be loved by God because that's the image she bears. And as she gets older, I will explain to her that there is a desire in your heart. There's a longing in you. And I want you to know that it is only in God's presence that you will be fulfilled, that you will truly be loved, that you will truly be cared for, that you can truly put all of your hopes and dreams and trust in Him alone. And this is what happens, and you saw last week, I didn't, uh, what I shared with you, what happens is fathers don't think they need to do that, or fathers aren't explained that they need to do that. They think they just need to provide a home, they need to just provide clothes and food on the table. <clears throat> and so they don't do those things, and so because we are created for relationships, and we didn't, we didn't get that explanation from our earthly father. This is what happens. We go searching for that. 
I shared with you last week that every boy is born with this question, do I have what it takes? And every girl is born with this question, am I, am I a beauty worth fighting for? And when those answers are, when those questions are not answered by their earthly father, children go looking for those answers in other areas. And one of the first places that boys go looking for it is in girls. And one of the first places girls go looking for it is in boys. And I think I've just explained your junior high experience. We all remember that, right? Oh, man, I, I, I remember the day. I remember the day seeing uh, uh, Tracy's folder with my name on it. I'm like, yes. Okay, don't worry, I've forgotten about her. I don't even think her name was Tracy. I remember when my name got on somebody's folder. I'm like, yes, I've made it. I've arrived. Somebody loves me. Somebody cares for me. But what's going on there is that can be innocent and writing somebody's name and, and Susie wearing Bobby's football jacket. That could be innocent. And, they, and there's a sense of affirmation. But what also is happening is that there is this sinful nature that we have. That unless we come to God, unless we bring our life to the Lord, that sinful nature will also be activated. And once you activate that sinful nature, and once you hold that hand for the first time, and once you get that first kiss on your lips for the first time, there's this nature that's been activated. And, the, and, and, and because you weren't mentored, and because you weren't cared for, because you weren't directed to, and, and you didn't receive that mentorship and that explanation on how to deal with that and how to understand that and understand what's inside of you, the sinful nature takes over. And as I said to you before, we're all following patterns. And so most of us have friends to say, hey, this is what you do. This is where you go. And this is where, when you get there, this is what you do. And we accept those patterns. And we watch movies and we listen to music and we're, we're listening to the music. And, and as kids, we're like, oh, that's, I, I want to follow that pattern. Those people, I, and you watch the music videos and wow, look at them. They're having fun. And so you listen to their message and you start following that message. You start following those people. And now your sinful nature. And in junior high, it can be cute, but then once you get to high school, it's not cute anymore. And in junior high today and in elementary school today, it's starting there. And kids know so much now. And so... We begin to make a mess of our lives, whether you realize it or not. And it's true. We all go looking for love in all of the wrong places. And it's not just, you know, boys looking for it and girls and girls looking for it and boys. Many times we're looking for it in sports. And that's why you have young men who just sell all out for sports because they find their identity in sports and they feel like they, they have what it takes when they receive a trophy or they, they won the game. And girls, the same. Maybe they put all their efforts into studying and they put all their efforts into achieving something because there's longing for something. There's something that they're longing for. There's, there's a desire in their heart. And what happens, and this is the tragedy, is you have boys and girls who don't even have a father, so they, they have no chance of getting that affirmation, getting that mentoring in their life. And so the patterns that they begin to follow 
are patterns of this world, activated by their sinful nature. You saw the statistics last week. You saw what happens when somebody is not loved for and cared for. Eighty over eighty percent of our runaways are from kids who do not do not have a father in their life. So you see what happens when, when that is not taking place, and what happens for us for for us we we grow up and we're st- the, the questions don't go away. The desires still don't leave us. We're still longing for that affirmation. We're still longing for that mentorship. We were created for relationship, and now because. We were following the wrong patterns. It's no longer about just love. We start replacing love with money. We start replacing love with power. We start replacing love with manipulation. And we start replacing love with material objects. Now we start finding ourselves searching for all of that. Working two jobs, three jobs to keep up with the Joneses. We start giving our very best so that we can have enough money so that we can get the promotion. Because if I get the promotion, then I'll be validated. Then I'll have the question answered. But we are living in a world where people are looking for the answers, but they can never find it. And they keep searching for it. And now we have a frustrated world. We have a world that's filled with anger. And then you you have a worldwide pandemic. And now we're really messed up because now all the things that we found kind of released in, those things are taken from us. And some of our rights and our privileges are taken from us. So now we're getting really upset. And we're recognizing that there's still a longing in our life. And no matter how much money we have and no matter how big our home is and no matter how wonderfully our retirement is taken care of, we're still missing something. And I want to tell you something today. That Jesus Christ has done something for us to solve all of that problem. I love that verse that I share with you in, in verse 20. Jesus says, The Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing a man. I'm so grateful today that Jesus did more than heal the blind. He did more than feed the 5,000. Jesus did more than walk on water. Jesus Christ died on the cross. And on the cross, he said, it is finished. And I can tell you today that all of your searching and all of your longing and all of your greatest desires that you thought you had, I want to let you know this morning that all of that is all done. You can stop searching. You can stop striving in life. You you can stop worrying about life. You can stop it all, and you can come to Jesus Christ. You can come to His love. You can come to His care. You can come to His open arms, and you can bring to the you can bring to Jesus the mess you've made of your life. Because if we're honest today, and that's what we did during this retreat, and I would encourage you to do, every one of you. If, or woman, spend some time recognizing what's inside of you and what you have done with your life and looking back at your life. And yes, under God's grace, look at some of the mistakes you've made and ask yourself, why did I do that? What pattern was I following? Who was I listening to? But know this. That every one of us can bring all of our sins, 
We can bring all of our patterns that led us to our demise. And we can bring them to Jesus Christ. And we can replace all of that and receive His forgiveness. And now we can declare like Paul the Apostle, he says, I no longer live, but Jesus now lives in me. And the life I now live, I live for the Son of God. I'm no longer going to follow the pattern that my friends told me to follow. I'm no longer going to follow the pattern of my sinful nature. I'm no longer going to do what I want to do, but I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. And now you can declare like Jesus, the only thing that I can do, I can only do what God is showing me what to do. I can only live what I read in the Word of God. I can only speak what I hear from this Word. I can only act the way God is causing me to act. And now your life is being changed and transformed. And now you're passing that on. And now there's love, real love, being expressed through people's life. There's truth, real truth, being lived because Jesus Christ died on the cross. And we celebrate that today. We celebrate His goodness and His mercy. So one of the plans that God put into place, as I expressed to you, was that we would have an earthly father to love us, to care for us. And dads, I want you to know, we have this ability and we have the authority to bring our children out of hiding. It's going to be their nature to hide from God. It's going to be their nature to run away from God. It's not going to be automatic. But we have the power and we have the authority to bring our kids out of hiding. And we can bring them to God. We can live a life that they look at and say, that's what I want. I want what my dad has. I want what he gave, what, what he gave me. And I, I shared with... With the men uh, this past weekend, here's some bad news, but good news. The bad news is there is no perfect father, myself included. Nobody's going to be perfect. But the good news is there is one who is perfect. And I understand that, and I have God the Father in my life. So you better believe my job is going to be leading Alexander to the perfect father. And I'm going to tell Alexander I'm imperfect, but there is one who is perfect. There is one who you can always listen to. There's one you can always call upon. There's one that will always love you. And he'll never leave you, and he'll never forsake you, and he'll always forgive you, and he'll always love you, and he'll always tell you exactly what you need to and so that's, that's the wonderful privilege we have, fathers, is bringing our children out of hiding into God's presence. But God knew that we would not be perfect at our job. So he sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. He sent his only begotten son. And he sent him not to conquer the Romans. He sent his only begotten son not to take over the world and to take the promised land back. But he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross. To shed his blood. And on the cross, the body of Christ was broken. That brokenness represents the brokenness that we have from God the Father. That brokenness represents the, the brokenness you have if you did have if maybe you didn't have a father, that was brokenness. You had an abusive father, that was brokenness. 
And I want you to know that God understood that it was going to be more than just mentoring that was going to deliver somebody out of abuse. It was going to be more than just bringing somebody to church that was going to deliver somebody who didn't get a good pattern in their life. It was going to take a love that like, like no other. It was going to take the greatest love. Jesus declared, there's no greater love than a man lays down his life for his friends. And I wanted you to know today that all of your abuse and all of your hurt and all that you didn't receive as a child has now been fulfilled in Christ. And he's done it all. And he said, it's finished. It's finished. Are over. Your doubts are gone. It's all been made whole. It's all been fulfilled in Christ. And so I do encourage you, wives that allowed your men to go on the retreat, spend some time with your husband. Talk with them. Hey, talk to me more about what you, you guys were talking about. Talk to me. One of the patterns that we are all following today is the pattern of our fathers. And it's a good conversation, not an easy one. 20 years from now, I hope Alexandra replays it, and I expect her to say, yeah, man, my dad just didn't quite get it here. But I know through God, I'm going I'm to improve. I'm going to grow. I'm going I'm I'm to achieve that. That's why I look back at my life and I shared with the men, when I look back at my life, I, the light bulb went on and I, I began to understand why I act the way I act and why I think the way I think and why sometimes I can hurt people with my words and, and why I'm not always caring for people all the time. And I'll never be perfect, but I'm going to keep striving for it. I'm going to keep working on it. I'm going I'm to be honest and I'm going to be open. I'm going to be held accountable. I'm going to grow. So wives and families, spend time growing together. Spend time talking about it. Let's talk about these patterns in your life. Why do you get angry so fast? Why don't you wait for an explanation? Why do you just assume you know what somebody else is thinking? It's a pattern that you've been following. Why can't I forgive people? How do I hold on to those grudges? There's a pattern that you're following usually has come from your past, many times from those that we love the most. But all of that should lead us to the place of coming to Jesus Christ, of coming to God the Father, and saying, God, I need you to follow me. I want to follow your pattern. And so today, you and I can live a life, and we can follow the pattern that Jesus Christ left for us. We can be willing to give our life for somebody else. And it's more, that, that's, it's more than just doing that physically. It's giving up your line, giving up your spot and your line at Walmart. It's taking time to see somebody on the side of the road and say, you know what, I'm going to help them. It's, it's recognizing that, you know what, this is what I want to do, but this is what my kids need, and we're going to do that first. We can follow the same pattern that Jesus Christ laid before us. And so today we're going to celebrate Holy Communion together. And today as we celebrate, I hope you're reminded of the pattern Jesus Christ set for us to follow. A pattern of sacrifice, 
a pattern of love, a pattern of laying down your life, laying down your priorities, laying down your wants to help somebody else in need. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up at this time.